And welcome to another episode of the Screen Stuff Podcast. I am here, Elgin, with... Paul. Paul. And today we're going to... Even though your shirt says Tom, it's very confusing. I look at you and I'm like, Tom? Oh, no, wait, Elgin. He's wearing a shirt that says someone else's name on it. Yeah, I got it at the thrift store. Anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about HBO's Baby, starring... Bill Hader, H. A-D-E-R. It sounds like you're saying... Not hater. Yeah, it sounds like... <laughs> uh, he's obviously most well-known for his stint on SNL. He was a longtime cast member, has moved on from that. Yeah. He's appeared in some films and things like that. You know, he's Yeah, I always have these with... cam- cameos in films, I feel yeah. like. He's a show. But, you know, he was in, you know, what was it, The Skeleton Twins yeah, with Kristen yeah, Wiig, yeah, and he was yeah. in... Um, Amy Schumer's movie. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, so yeah he's, that's right, that's right. He's played some stuff. But okay, yeah. here, this is, I feel like, Bill Hader's first, like, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. He is credited as being a creator, mm-hmm. writer, mm-hmm. director, mm-hmm. and actor yeah. in this HBO series, Barry. So, yeah. And it's already been picked up for a second season. Is that right? It already has been, yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> all I have to say is... <laughs> Sorry. He seems to be doing something right because, you know, he's now has this ability to have large amounts of control over what he's in and, and that sort of thing. I personally thing. think he's taking on too much, but we'll get into perhaps, that. Perhaps, perhaps. But, we'll get but you know that. what I mean? I, I think yeah, it's yeah. kind of... No, it's cool. It's good for him. This, this I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's an auteur, but there definitely is a lot more of that sort of thing happening in the television landscape where it used to just be everyone kind of stayed in their lane. Mm. I think you're seeing, to me at least, a trend. Maybe it was kicked off by someone like Louis who showed that, you know, you can kind of wear all the hats and in some ways because of those singular vision, that singular vision, you can create something that is not as cookie cutter, cookie cutter as we've seen in the past because of, of that. So, okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into we'll it. We'll get there. into it. Uh, but before that, we're going to talk a little bit about just um, some other things TV wise that have been happening for us. Yeah, just you know, we we don't always do this, uh, you know, unless we've taken like a, a couple weeks off. But I mean, I just yeah. had a couple things I wanted to yeah. mention. Well, you know? last week we talked more about like movies and Ready Player One. And yeah. Stuff, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just. Finished watching the second season of High Maintenance. Oh yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched all of it as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I not well the second season on HBO. On HBO, yeah, it's the eighth season overall because um, there were six seasons on Vimeo. But I, I, you know, and you know, I'm a huge fan of the totally. show. And I, I'm did con- you like the second I con- season? Uh, I continue to like the show. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, it was I, interesting. It's just very it's different. It is different. It is different. Um, well, they, they, they still focused. take they still take chances with the with the stories and right. stuff like, and I really like that. Yeah. But go ahead. What were you going to? Well, say? I was just going to say I think they turned the camera more towards the guy yes. than they ever have. That's before. right. That's right. Usually the guy played by Ben Sinclair, who's he's main... almost like a little device, almost sometimes. Yeah, he's the the he's essentially the camera that looks out mm. and. Based on who he's, you know, dealing drugs to, yeah, you get to see a slice of their world. Mm-hmm. And in this season, for the first time, the camera turns a little bit more towards him in many ways. Like yeah. you actually, first of all, there's a random full flood, full frontal nudity <laughs> scene of, scene of him. So he's literally naked in front of the camera. Um, but I, but I think. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe it was completely gratuitous, but maybe it was to 
try to tell the viewer that we're we're gonna let we're stripping yeah guy. we're stripping him stripping down a little that. bit. Yeah, that's interesting so, reading. Yeah, um, but there are certain episodes where it's solely about him and his relationships, whereas before you never got an episode just about him. Yeah, I mean, only only in the first season of the HBO series did you realize he had like been married i think and yeah. and you know well, well, and well tech, still, technically, technically they're still, still married yeah because yeah. he gets injured and so yeah, yeah. It, it changes his perspective on things and for the viewer and you know i always was like you know when the show first came out on vimeo you know that it was just kind of a ragtag bunch of people mm-hmm. in new york who yeah were like this would be a great show or do yeah. a web series and yeah. so for a web series it was above average it was great but that. for more than that I mean, a television yeah. show i wasn't yeah. sure yet about mm-hmm. like can it be on a premium network and still work, clearly they're showing that it does. I, th- I think it can. And it still is loyal to its origins. Its roots. Yeah. But what's impressed me is that Ben Sinclair, who originally I was like, okay, he's just playing himself or some version of himself and it's a web series and, you know, he's just, he literally is playing a guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this season i came to actually appreciate him more as an actor yeah which i feel like before he always just kind of was just like hey but but now you know he was able to show like actually showcase his acting ability which was surprisingly very good you know there's one there's one episode (laughs) where he's kind of under the influence most of the time he's in a hospital bed yeah but he's so funny and good in the episode that i was really i was Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and and uh, the show continues to uh, delight me. I think just in, in just in just capturing the 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 variety of of people who live in. I think mostly it's in Brooklyn, from what I can tell. Mostly uh, it, it seems. Se- it seems like that, and just kind of you're 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 touching a little bit on the gentrification and how that's changing Brooklyn, but there's mm-hmm. still people who are there, young and and you know people who who traditionally flee the suburbs to go to New York to, to, to be themselves. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's there, it captures that spirit. I feel like, and I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I, um, I, you know, I, it's not for everybody. I still don't think the show is for everybody. I, I think it could, it could be a little bit weird for people. I don't know, but like, it, like it doesn't have a traditional narrative structure and no, and it just kind of very like character based, right. Like little vignettes. You know, it it, it is really, kind of like an anthology series in that, there's some common thread with obviously Ben Sinclair, but oftentimes it's just. But I did notice that this season felt a little bit more connected mm-hmm. because you know he gets injured, and then mm-hmm. an episode then is dedicated to him being injured, and then having some other guy help him out, yep. and then he's done being injured. So like it definitely has um, a little. I bit like more that thread. episode, the the one you mentioned where he's getting helped out, and he, yeah. He has to figure out whether he's going to expand or he just wants to do right. it on his own. And like, given how the marijuana laws are changing, and right. uh, maybe they haven't changed in New York yet, but you know, it just raises all these kind of other kind of interesting right. issues. Um, I don't know. I just, I just really think it's just a well done show and really captures New York uh, or and Brooklyn specifically um, in a way that I really appreciate. I don't think there's anything out on television that captures that part of New York quite the way that this show yeah. does. No, I, I yeah. still think it's a great show, and um, I'm glad that they have a platform like HBO to continue to do what they do at a higher level. Yeah, yeah, with um, the, without worrying about the budget quite as yeah. much, probably. It yeah. clearly hasn't affected their overall uh, creative freedom or integrity or whatever you want to call it, because mm-hmm. the show doesn't feel any more diluted than it, it was originally. Yeah. 
And um, I mean, so that was that's been the kind of Sunday night show for a while, right? Although now it's over. It's well, I think high maintenance. Uh, the episodes premiere on Friday night. Oh, is that right? Okay, but I you know from watching streaming. Who, so I who yeah, who watches things when they actually <laughs> air anymore? Well, my Sunday nights have also been actually not been taken up by uh, HBO. Like HBO used to be dominating my my Sunday nights. Either that or AMC when Mad Men was around. But I have to say, Showtime is is definitely Showtime t- taking my my evenings and or Sunday evenings and yeah. and it's home homeland and. And billions for me. I just really love yeah. those shows. I, mean, I don't been, know if you've caught up with those. You've shows. been pretty loyal to Homeland yeah. for a long time. Yeah, um, seventh you know, season now. Yeah, I know? personally, those are two shows that I haven't watched much of. Not because I haven't liked them, but just because I don't have a Showtime subscription. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can. Yeah. I mean, I can get one yeah, certainly, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, I, I I think also that even if. Like you know, like I can't like you have loyally watched Americans, and I have right. I can access it, but I haven't. And like yeah. there's like so much time we we have in this in this life <laughs> to, to, to catch all these shows. But I, I just want to say, Homeland this this season is really good. I, I'm you know they they have this the subplot with Russians and you know tying in trying to tie it with our, our current events. Current events. So yeah. it, you know I'm not going to get into it too much, but you know I think people should catch up with it. And Billions is just it's just fun. It's just a fun show with. Right. With you know a titan of of um, of of industry, well not industry. I mean he's he's a finance, he's a, he's finance yeah. and 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 uh, um, you know the government going after him, and it's just it's just Giamatti and and um, you like Damian Lewis, the, yeah, yeah, they're they're just they're they're just good rivals, you know. Sure. Is, they're just good, and I you know I I think people should watch it. I I think it's just like a it's a like Showtime has really brought it with those two shows, I feel like, and it, 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 it it's definitely hitting um, the pop pop culture uh, zeitgeest in some ways. And I'm saying that is like you know athletes are talking about about definitely about billions, and you know it's it's definitely in their uh, parlance. So any, sure. Anyway, um, I, I would say um, Homeland. I feel like did maybe reach the heights of you know the more popular hbo shows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. obviously nothing is touching something like game of thrones no, right now no but, no no but yeah I, I think you're right i mean uh, for showtime to kind of break into you know that space a little bit they've you know they've done an admirable job for those with those two shows i mean obviously it didn't yeah. do that with the new twin peaks because i heard the numbers were terrible on that. yeah but yeah. um you know they're they're trying new things and I'm, I'm glad there's like another outlet for creative you know people that right. get their shows on well for a long time i think you know it was just hbo and then everyone else figured out you know amc and i think fx in particular yes, to FX, me that's like fx the surprise yeah but they've taken on a model you know the you know the the powers that BFFX have said outright that they want to give their people, the content creators, as much freedom as possible. I am a little worried about what's going to happen with FX because of the, all the mergers with like Disney and sure. And, you know, I don't. You know, I don't know what will happen with FX after. Are they a part of the Disney? I mean, aren't they a the, Fox network? That, well, I'm saying Fox is going to be acquired by Disney, yeah. and will Disney will they leave? these guys alone and let them do what they do well. I hope so. Right. You know, uh, I don't, I, who's, who's to know, right. um, but, you know, and there's implications for Hulu and stuff like that too, right? Where, right. where a lot of FX stuff lands where you can stream it. Right. Sure. So, so one of the shows that I've been catching up with, 
uh, through Hulu was uh, like Atlanta. Like I caught up with Atlanta season one, and I'm I'm, I'm and just like season two is going on right now. Right. And uh, I think it's to me the best show on television right now. I mean, yeah, Atlanta's like, like it, it's yeah. it's weird, and <laughs> there's some things that maybe you can quibble with, but on the whole, I think it is it, to me when like when Louis hit. Yeah, the first time I th- yeah. that show blew me away in many ways, right. and I was like, "This is the best Atlanta, thing in television." Yeah. Atlanta, I think Atlanta's yeah. like filled, filled that, fulfilled that, taking the mantle. Right? Yeah. No, Atlanta's definitely really surprised me. Um, you know, Donald Glover. You know, he's he turned himself into a household name. You know, he was on Community for a long mm. time, and that's mm. kind of where he got. You know, he cut his teeth a little bit. He was, um, I believe, a writer on Thirty Rock for yeah. a bit of time. Yep. And then he had his whole foray into making music, his childish Gambino. So mm-hmm. he already had proved himself to be quite the Renaissance man, as it were. Yeah. And then when Atlanta first came out, I remember, I think when we first talked about the show, I had actually read the screenplay months before the show aired. Mm. And I remember thinking, okay, like, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't seem like it was going to be groundbreaking by any means, mm. but just like, you know, okay, here's a slice of life of people living in Atlanta. Yeah. And... As season one progressed, we saw that they were going to do lots of different things that were not just about... I mean, it was still focused on kind of like that core group and things like that. But, you know, it, it there was, you know, the whole Black Justin Bieber thing. Like There were just like a lot of like things that were kind of like, okay, this is different. Season two, again, I don't know. It's it's kind of like this this whole giving the show creative room to breathe. Yeah. Um, having... Someone like Donald Glover be the star and sometimes the writer and the director. You know what I mean? So there's yeah, definitely like yeah, a, yeah. a vision. Again, and, the and, auteur. Yeah, the yeah. small team he's put together. And yeah. it really does feel like in season two, they're literally just doing whatever the heck they want. Like they're just doing whatever they want. And it's it's amazing. really fascinating it's to amazing. watch because yeah. there really is nothing like a lot of what they're doing on television. And it's really kind of cool to see and you have no idea what you're going to get from a week in and week out basis yeah i mean i i it's giving you know it's giving us a picture into black life that i don't think has ever been on the screen uh and certainly not atlanta you know atlanta itself is rarely the setting of any tv show so i i and and also it's interesting i i don't know anything about this director this this hero Mariah, Mariah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about this this guy. Yeah, uh, he's directed most of the episodes. Yeah, the so I'm trying to like yeah. want to learn more about this this guy. But I just I'm um I'm I'm also like really really impressed with like the the I would say that three other principals are are Brian Tyree Henry. I actually re- recently saw him in a play in New York. He, he plays Paperboy. Yeah, he, he plays Paperboy Alfred, mm-hmm. and he I saw him in in the Lobby Hero, which is playing in Broadway right now. Um, it's a Kenner, Kenneth Lonergan uh, play, and he's really good in that, and he's excellent as Paperboy. And and I've I, I've been a Lakeith, or, or sometimes he goes by Keith, but Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Stanfield yeah. I've been a fan of this guy for for a while, and right. and he's incredible in this one episode, which we can talk about a little bit more in yeah. depth. Um, and the and the fourth person. Um, is uh Zazy Beats. Yeah, Zazy Beats as Van. Yeah. And uh she's amazing in this episode called Helen. Um right. 
I I don't know. I mean, you're, you're just knocking it out of the park with these with these uh, actors. And well, and that's just like it's just great. He's got that's, that's been a pleasant surprise because you know a lot of these actors were previously I wouldn't say completely unknown, but yeah. they definitely weren't big time actors. And what he and I don't know if it's just Donald Glover, but what the show is pulling out of them in performance wise. To me, that's been one of the bigger Tyree relevation, Henry, Tyree revelations Henry, to the show. Yeah, Henry, he, 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 uh, you should, first of all, you should listen to his interview on Fresh Air. Okay. The, this past week with, I mean, it's a great interview. Just his eyes alone. Yeah. He's so good. He's, he's so good with his eyes. He's so good. And he has a certain cadence, uh, yeah. uh, that I just think lends a kind of, it's like, it's like a, he plays Paperboy with, like there's a certain sadness there that you yeah, can feel, for sure. and uh-huh. he and he brings that performance. He kind of elevates that performance right. to like a different level. I mean, you know, I'm just right. I'm just so impressed with the acting. Right. Well, the, one of the more recent episodes called Woods, mm. um, which again focuses on his character Paperboy, I mm. think really showcases so much of what he's capable of Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. he's he's able to show kind of what on paper you see is just you know the you know he's a rapper Mm. he's kind of you know he he embodies that image Mm -hmm. but then you know he has um he has to show annoyance he has to show sarcasm he has to show genuine fear and sadness i mean just the range of emotions that he portrays in this one episode alone Mm. is really impressive i didn't know this until that interview i mentioned but yeah. he went to the yale's yale school of drama so i mean you know so he's got chops he's got chops yeah. for sure uh but i think i would argue all of them have chops right and, well it, so it, lakeith stanfield who <laughs> you know he was also in get out and yes my understanding is that and who knows how things were kind of intermixed yes but you know they started you know writing and producing and filming these episodes Probably about the time when Get Out was, you know, becoming this yeah. phenomenon, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. early last year. Yeah. And you definitely, I, I, again, who knows if it's just a coincidence, but there's, there's like definitely echoes or you can, homages. You, you to, can feel yeah. the Get Outness, yeah. particularly in one episode that stars Lakeith Stanfield. And it's funny because he's in Get Out, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And so there is kind of like this weird parallel universe happening. And you're talking about Teddy Perkins. Yeah, and it's right? an episode called Teddy Perkins. And I would yeah. say it's probably the most memorable episode so far this season. Oh, I think of all the entire series. Yeah, of yeah. the entire series. Yeah. First of all, what again, this it goes to show what FX is willing to do. But mm. when this episode aired, it was aired commercial free. Yeah. yeah. Because... First of all, I think they knew that in order for the episode to be effective, there couldn't be any commercial breaks. No, no, not not with this one. And yeah. again, for a network who's willing to do that, mm-hmm. especially in this age, day and age when everything is so ad revenue driven and yeah, it's all yeah. about like, how can we monetize content and things that they're willing to do that, I think. I, I Again, I, I want to give props to FX. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's on basic cable and yeah. usually they have commercials. So yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, just the episode <laughs> was so out there in so many ways. Yes. But upon further analysis, I watched the episode twice. Like, it's... Who it, is Teddy Perkins? It has a lot to say. And it, it's... Yeah. Who, who, who so is? So Teddy Perkins is a, a recluse who lives in um, this large plantation-style mansion. And he is... Um, 
giving away a piano, and that's why this character is lured to the house to pick up this free piano. Mm-hmm. And Teddy Perkins is... Uh, I don't know. How do you explain Teddy Perkins? <laughs> he, he, he is an older gentleman, but you can't really tell because he's right. underneath all this plastic surgery. Right. And he looks like he's his skin has been lightened. So, know, he's a so, black character. Yeah, so some people yeah. have likened him to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, a product of a musical family with a potentially abusive father. A tyrannical father. A tyrannical father yeah. that wanted to, quote-unquote, get the best out of his children. Yeah. Um, all, the other reasons why it feels like Michael Jackson is the way he talks. It's very mm. high-pitched. Mm. Obviously, his appearance is kind of ghastly and strange and yeah it was interesting when i first watched the episode i was like where did they find this actor and <laughs> how could they write this episode knowing that someone like that exists and yeah, it, yeah. It, it just totally was like this this you know excuse my language but mindfuck <laughs> and i'm just like i don't know what i'm watching who i'm watching what's happening exactly and yeah and they captured that uncertainty so well yeah um, and then, you know, as you read about it and you watch it again, you you learn more about the episode. And, <laughs> but there is a weird brilliance to all of it. It's so creepy. It's so unsettling. And and Lakeith Stanfield as Darius, yeah. you know, he he brings a, a certain... Um, there's a poignancy there in his interactions with this character. He shows great empathy for the character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then also he he has side conversations. Yes. Yes. With his with with, with his Paperboy, yeah, Paperboy and, and, yeah, Earn and, Earn and stuff. yeah yeah over the phone. Right. Yeah. Right. Which which again is is feels very Get Out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Like it, Get Out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And in Get Out, he calls his friend back yeah. home, who provides comedic relief, but also is the voice of reason. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And but yeah, there was a moment, especially at the climax of the episode, where uh, Darius is given a bit of a monologue, soliloquy, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it's not like the, what he's saying is so you know like hard hitting, but yeah. just the way he delivers it in that moment, it, I, I, it's compelling. I was, I was so moved. It's by compelling. It. I, you know, you know, it, got, it definitely got a little dusty in the room for me. <laughs> I, 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 I. Uh, I, I just want to say it, it resonated with me as an Asian American as much, you know, I mean, where, you know, where our culture has a lot of parents who drive their children crazy. You know? Yeah. And, and I, I can kind of empathize on that level. Sure. Um, because clearly the, the Perkins boys were, were, you know, like terrorized by their father to, to, right. to produce. And yeah, right. that might have yielded um, some great music and. And whatnot, but the, it's it's resulted There's in them the being collateral damage. Yeah, yeah. just they've led very um, difficult lives. Right. So. Anyway, I, I I really admire that episode. I mean, and there's other episodes we can go on right. forever. I just want to say, like the one other episode that really was memorable to me is the Helen episode, and mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that this place existed, but there apparently is like a, it's this, like this German little Germany yep, in yeah the in in the outskirts of Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't know, yeah. but it's a real place. Yeah. And and Van takes Ern there because she wants to go there. Well, and, she speaks German. Yeah, she, she spent some time abroad. This is a part of who she is. And I wasn't clear to me if if she's biracial or not. I'm, yeah. It's not 
I don't right. know. They don't really get into their yeah. parentage, but like, yeah. but the fact that she was fluent in German made me think yeah. maybe. Um, but well, like, again, that episode had its own kind of get out quality to it. Mm, so yes, well. on the way over, they, they yeah. there's like, uh, did they, they see Roadkiller? Yeah, remember. there's a dead animal, yeah, but even yeah. like, they're in this like really um, white world, white space though, but yeah. like that feels totally surreal and out of place from their reality mm-hmm. and then there are you know particularly towards the end somewhat thriller horror elements where there's like this creepy laughing yes like Weird. i like character that yeah shows Post up this, and it chooses someone and it's takes their phone or yeah something. it's just yeah, yeah. it's just it i was like are is someone gonna die like what <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really interesting but what i what i think this show's doing really well is again it is Telling and showing things about the black experience without being so obvious or on the nose about mm-hmm, it. It's mm-hmm. it's doing it through these really kind of different, interesting ways. There are things that you can kind of grasp onto, but there's a quality about it that makes it... Um, it just elevates it in a different way. Yeah, because... and, and just the fact that you... Just, you know, a lot of black life, I feel like, is depicted on screens in very broad strokes Mm -hmm. and this is doesn't do that it's very specific and and it still gets at a lot of the issues that are covered in other shows but it it, like you were saying kind of comes at it at a different angle and i just so appreciate this show and you know i can only hope that someday asian americans have a show like this so is this is this a half hour comedy or what i don't know what what is this show yeah they're obviously like with shows like what we're going to talk about, Barry, mm-hmm. there, there's people, there, there are people out there who are trying to go for things that aren't necessarily categorizable, I don't yeah. know, for lack of a better term. Right. Like, I, 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 it seems like a drama sometimes. But it's a but, but it's very, comedy, but it's, supposedly. Yeah, and there's, it's probably yeah. pushed that way as far as awards go. Right. Uh, I think it's, it's very, it is very funny at times, you know, like the one episode <laughs> yeah. where, where, uh, the barbershop, the barbershop, <laughs> that was a hilarious episode. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but it's hard. But it, there is a certain poignancy, and and also and, I feel uh, like I've been on versions of that car. Oh ride sure, yeah. Where you're just being dragged all over the place. You're like, I just <laughs> thought we were having lunch. Like, where are you taking me? <laughs> why? Are take, why are we going here? Why are yeah. we going there? <laughs> yeah. So you're. I'm basically doing all of your errands with you now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's funny. It's funny. It's interesting, and it really is something that is unlike anything else on TV, and. Um, and I'm, I'm very I'm, happy yeah. for Danny Glover, I mean, or uh, Donald Glover, not Danny Glover, Donald Glover. <laughs> um, you know, he's going to be playing Lando soon. Yeah, and and yeah. I'm, I, I, you know, some, some critics have been saying, like, they wish the show, the movie was called Lando instead of Solo. Like, they going to, like, maybe a yeah. missed opportunity to make yeah, a Lando a, movie. A Lando movie right. would have been really cool, and especially well, with an actor like like Glover, Glover but yeah. maybe you can because yeah. once you establish this you know movie like you can and have another spin and he's got the the very rare but uh you know i don't know what you call it the coveted role of both hosting and being musical oh, that's right at the that's same right. time yeah, of SNL. snl yeah so, yeah, you know, yeah. He's, yeah he's, he's, he's doing he's it all ne- he's next level now he's next level so <laughs> All right, so um, moving on, we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about um, the HBO series Barry, mm. starring another SNL-related person, Bill Hader. Yeah. Um, so before we go into that, we're going to play just a little promo clip. Yeah. Gives you kind of an idea of what the show is about. You want to know what I'm good at? I'm good at killing people. It's a job. 
Your money's good. But lately, that depressed feeling is back. <sighs> Looks like the old Barry. What do you say to a little trip out to sunny Los Angeles? I followed Ryan yesterday. The guy you were supposed to burn? Yeah, he went to this theater to take an acting class, and I ended up doing a scene with all of them. Action! My queen, the lord, my, my lord, the queen is dead! Take your hands out of your pocket. Don't slump. I need you to surrender. Point is, I was really good. Go to, go to, you have known what you should not. Stop, I'm, I'm not kidding. You're making me nauseous. Okay, but what about what we do together, Barry? You know how you and I talk all the time about my purpose? You think acting could be your purpose? All I want is to take this class. Why can't I do both things? I think you gotta think this thing through. You wanna go out there and try to burn a guy and have him say, hey, there's the guy from the chicken commercial. I don't know if I do commercials. Okay, so though that was just a collection of some little scenes, clips, little promo for Barry. Uh, so if you didn't gather from that promo, Barry is a professional killer who takes a job in L.A. and decides he also wants to pursue a career in acting because he feels his life is empty or he needs something else besides killing people. Mm. So... That's, okay. that's great. That's the premise of the show. Um, he used you know, to be a soldier too, right? He was like in the that. Marines, yeah. and you know, by we, you know, we don't have the backstory that might be coming in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character played by Stephen Root. He plays Fuchs, and he is uh, essentially his liaison to the professional killing world. So he's the one who sets up the hits. Sets up the hits. Yeah. He seems to have known Barry before he was an assassin, and, and probably was the one who recruited him to be a I think, part of this. Wasn't world. he friends with his dad or something? Yeah, he's like something. a family yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen Root is, in my <laughs> opinion, most well known for being the red stapler guy in Office Space. <laughs> If you okay. remember, oh my gosh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that's that's where I always remember him. He was the the disgruntled <laughs> red stapler guy. Okay, um, but this show was created by Bill Hader along with Alec Berg. Alec Berg is most recently well known for um, being one of the creators of Silicon Valley as well. Mm. Um, so that's I think part of the HBO thirty minute comedy you know pairing the show actually does air alongside silicon valley as part of their sunday night lineup Mm -hmm. so um you know as much as we talk about fx curating their talent hbo clearly you know is trying to you know take people who they find to be talented like alec berg and you know do more things and in this case with bill Hader. so anything else we need to know about this show I uh, just want to quickly mention that Henry Winkler sh- is the acting coach guru. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call him. Uh, that the Fonz, yeah, the Fonz, and 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 Barry, uh, you know, c- comes under his tutelage. Uh, I can't remember if it was by accident or not, but I mean, it's just well, like, well, kind of. He know. so Barry, uh, the, how he gets into the acting class is that. One of the guys he's supposed to hit mm-hmm. is in that acting class. So he's like trailing him. So right? he's trailing him. Yeah. But then once he's in the acting class, he finds himself compelled by it. And he's not sure if he can get in because Henry Winkler is kind of like the gatekeeper of who's in and out as the instructor. And there's this one scene in a parking lot where Barry is basically monologuing. Mm-hmm. And it's what his life is actually about. As a <laughs> yeah. kid. But he actually admits to Henry Winkler I kill people for a living, blah, 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 blah. And it's this really heartfelt 
quote unquote monologue. Yeah, yeah. And the acting coach takes it as, oh, I don't know what that's from, but you've that's got it. something there. Yeah. You know, you, maybe you have some acting chops. Yeah. You can be a part of my class. Well, I think he, I think the, the bar is probably pretty low to get in the class because he just wants to make some money. <laughs> that's true. And, you know, and you know. The, yeah, the Henry Winkler character, I feel like, and, and maybe you don't agree with me, I feel like in some ways is, I don't know if stealing the show, but mm, I mm. personally, what I find the best part of this show are the scenes in the acting studio mm-hmm. where they're having the classes. A lot of critics are saying the same thing as you. I, 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 I personally am having a difficult time with the entire show, but um, okay. So, but we can get into that. Okay. You, you well, know, so you know. let let me talk about why I like those scenes. Okay. Because. So the Henry Winkler character as the acting coach, he has a very specific method. Mm-hmm. And his method is essentially to publicly tear down that person <laughs> in order to for them to tap into certain emotions. And then he's like, okay, now that you're in that emotional space, do the scene right now. Yeah. And then they're able to then produce... It's almost like a weird method type. Yeah. Kind of. And then they're able to then channel the emotion that he pulls out of them into yeah. creating the scene. But the and, problem with Barry is that he he's kind of emotionally stunted. Right. And, right? and so, yeah. you know, as we see in subsequent episodes, he is clearly not a very good actor, may never be. Mm. Um, but one of his love interests in the show is a fellow um, member of the class, Sally Reed, who's played by Sarah Goldberg. And I find her character to be kind of interesting because... You know, early on you see her, she's the first one we see get treated in that way by the acting coach. And then she pulls out this performance and you're like, okay, that's kind of like interesting how, you know, I guess as, as I'm watching this, I'm like, (laughs) it's, it's gotta be hard to be an actor who's playing an actor who has to play someone who's purposely not a good actor, but then has to also play an actor who's doing a good job at acting yes, and be convincing. Yes, yes. So you actually yeah. have to be a good actor in order to convince. Like, so it's very meta in that way. And, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. a part about it that I find to be kind of interesting Okay, um, in, in those scenes in particular. Or even when Bill Hader's character has to pretend to be a bad actor. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because you have to act like a bad actor and then act like a good okay, actor. Okay, so you're, you find that interesting. I find that... <laughs> uh, intolerable uh, wow. and, and, and depressing and annoying and um, <laughs> wow okay like, I, I don't really want to be around theater theater people in real life so why would I want to do that while I'm watching a show and I feel like these I mean I find her, uh, Sally Reed the character really annoying and very needy and of course actors are notoriously like needy and right. and, and needy, you know wanting approval and but don't you think you know, those I just, moments I don't know I just something about it just those moments of devastation for her, though, you don't find them at all to be like... So you mean like when she finds out one of her previous uh, co-workers is now like the lead of a show and then she doesn't... She like bombs her audition? Like, right. Like you've... Like or, I, there's or, a, or, or what? there's a scene where she's with someone who can potentially be her agent. Okay, yes. And yes, he, yeah, he jokes sexually, around about harasses her, how, yeah. you know... Either I'm going to represent you or sleep with you, and I yeah. can't decide. And she yeah. and it's like he plays it off as a joke, but yeah. clearly it's not. It's like not, yeah, there. I feel like there were certain moments there that felt like because here's the thing: you uh, have actors who are writing this show, so yeah. they're they're writing about experiences that are very like lived in, 
And and that part of it, I think, is kind of interesting. I guess I I, I guess I'm not saying that scene that doesn't have its merits. I I'm saying I really have a hard time relating to this world, and I don't okay. care about these characters. I don't, and I'm I'm like hater. They're trying to do this really interesting thing with this character who's a killer, and trying to make putting like you're you're like. I'm not the first one to say this. I, other critics have said this. Like, you know, you're taking two well-worn genres that are mashing them up, mashing them up. Like you're yeah. taking the, 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 the contract killer and, and you're taking like insider baseball, like, you know, Hollywood, uh, look into Hollywood and like right. kind of put it together. Yeah. And they're kind of, they're kind of, by this time, I think they're both kind of difficult to, uh, do anything fresh with. So they're like, we've trying- already had so many TV shows and movies about Hollywood, Hollywood productions about Hollywood. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like that, that it's thing too is too much in their bubble. Yeah. They've done this so many times. They, and they, you know, these often are up for awards. You know, we've seen this in the past couple yeah, of years. Self congratulatory. Yeah. yeah and it's just, it. it's just like, it's, you know, not- like La La Land or like, yeah, you know, things like yeah. that. And I mean, and uh, like, I, I like some of those. And I, you know, as you know, I like La La Land, but like, I, this is not working for me. Like, I don't think the combination is working for me. Like, okay. I know some people think it's really funny, like the bald guy that's one of the, um, I don't know, like one of the guys are like hiring them to, to. He's, well, he's part of like this, um, like are they mob, Chechen? I think. Chechen, yeah. Chechen mob yeah. group. Yeah. And there's one guy played by Anthony Kerrigan. Yeah. Who is one of like the lackeys and, I agree that I hate his character. Yeah, I mean, like, because like, his accent is clearly bad. He's um, he's supposed to be like he's supposed to be funny, but it's not. It's yeah. not landing for me at all. Yeah, and and just like I just feel like a lot of things are trying too hard. There's like I feel I feel the trying too hardness sure. of it, and sure. uh, it doesn't cohere into something that I like where I feel like oh, this is a world. I'm not expecting it to be a realistic world. I'm just saying, can I buy into this world and can I care about these characters? And I can't do that. I just don't find myself doing that. And like, and clearly, like Barry is this character who is stunted in so many ways from um, maybe being in the military and being this like, I guess he was a, I think he was a, a sniper from what I can tell, or he had, or yeah, something like that. It's, it's not. Know? I don't know if it's totally spelled out, but yeah. the fact that he kills people for for a living clearly. And, and clearly he has kind of like, I don't know, like junior high idea of like relationships. He hasn't right. like really had many and sure. like that complicates stuff. But like I just, all of it just makes me feel uncomfortable and I don't like so, want to be with these people. So these I guess, characters. I guess if you have someone who is a murderer, I mean, yeah. that's essentially what he is. Yeah. But he's yeah, a yeah. contract killer. Yeah. Is there ever a, a place or a world where you can root for or like that character oh we've had do. shows like breaking bad and we've had shows like the sopranos where you are kind of brought into these are sure. comedies these right. are dramas where you're brought into their way of thinking and we can kind of empathize with some of the things you're going through sure and um so but i don't know it's just not working for me with 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 barry like i can well, never really like get on his side or i can never with really the just... anti-heroes though i don't know if we were ever made to like fully embrace them to like them yeah yeah you know what i mean whereas Although, uh, whereas when you're watching a comedy mm. i think 
to a certain extent, you kind of have to like them. So the character. rule of comedy, I would wait, would you? I, I don't. I mean, you seem to be more. I don't know if with there's them yeah. Than I, but like, let's say if there is a rule book for it, like, are you? You're supposed to definitely like be identifying with the protagonist at some level, right? Like, in, like clearly he wants to get out of this world and and do something else and wants to stop sure. killing. Yeah. And he thinks acting is the way, but he's such a terrible actor, and it's so painful to watch those those scenes. And and I know what you're saying as far yeah. as the meta ness of it. Right. Sure, I can find some interest in that, but that I don't know if the average viewer is going to care. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like you, you got to have some kind of emotional stakes beyond that kind of technical stuff. At least, at least for me. Right. Um, and but, but I don't know. I would I, just, I would argue that there are a lot of comedies with no, not no, but very little emotional stakes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So give me an example. And so well, okay. What do you mean by that? Well, even even like I'm thinking of. You know, Alec Berg's other show, Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't like that show. I don't like that show. I can't either. say that I'm emotionally invested in any of the characters. You like that show, though, right? I mean, um, I have mixed feelings about it. Okay. It's not something that I specifically like. I don't think it's the greatest show ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what makes that show, what makes it work, is, you know, it really is poking fun of kind of the the Silicon Valley culture and everything Mm -hmm. around it and all Mm -hmm. this stuff with like Mm -hmm. Huli, for example, is so over the top and crazy and weird. You know what I mean? It's, Mm -hmm. it's more kind of a show that's, I I feel like commenting on that more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this show is attempting to comment on an an actor's life and how being a contract killer can kind of maybe like shed a different light on that. Maybe, maybe not, but maybe you're right. It's a mashup that just doesn't really work. Not, very not well. bad for me. And yeah. and for me, the, the killing side of it is the part of the show that I don't really care about. Okay. Even though that's driving most of the plot, the part though, that I find interesting, like I mentioned before is I think a lot of the stuff in like those workshop scenes, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Henry Winkler trying to, to woo, um, the detective, detective yeah, who's investigating the case. Like yeah, I think yeah. all of those things are actually kind of like there's 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 some nuggets of things that I feel like are working in the show there. Like I think that 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 dynamic is interesting. I think Henry Winkler's character is interesting. Like just kind of how commanding he is, how much respect he gets in his class, but how in the actual acting world he's known and is not respected yeah i mean he you you see that in that audition that he has yeah and it's like what one one or two one line thing and he has two variations on it and so like you get the sense of how um i don't know humanizing that whole process can be i I don't know i liked i liked that scene i thought henry winkler showed a lot of his own kind of range as an actor Mm. and this Mm. kind of confidence yet vulnerability mm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like that he's aware but he's not aware at the same time i don't know i, I just i think some of that's interesting i can I, I can agree with you on all that as like little like nuggets and things yeah. like that but as the show as a whole does not work for me and okay. i can't imagine myself i'm when you told me they were renewed for a second i was i'm surprised <laughs> but then again you know it's haters so maybe he has you know i don't know, people like the guy i'm sure um i i i don't know and maybe maybe like i will like stop away from it and like it'll evolve into something great i i don't know but right now i'm kind of probably going to set it aside okay okay i mean again i i agree with you to a certain extent i don't think it it works on all levels i think there's definitely problems with the show for Mm -hmm. sure and Mm -hmm. like if you're trying to be funny it's not funny enough 
Yeah. If you're trying to be serious, serious, how can or we thrillerish? Yeah, thrillerish yeah. when there's yeah. like that bald guy who's clearly just a clown. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, there there's a lot of it that like you know, I'm not saying it's like Killing Eve and that you know you've got like this really heavy, you know, murder Kill, happening. Killing Eve is much more stylized yeah. right. successfully, I would sure. say, and yeah. it's. Much more of a drama than a comedy. This is trying to be much more of a comedy. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't think it. I I, I barely laugh at it. So right. that, that's a problem. Yeah. Do you, you ever watch the movie Gross Point Blank? Oh yes. So I'm sure movie? that that must have been some kind of inspiration for this because but it's been a know, long time since yeah, it's that, that movie. That movie. that movie yeah. came out in the '90s. Yeah. And it was John Cusack who plays a professional killer. And Minnie Driver was in it, right? Yeah. Minnie Driver is his the, love interest. Yeah. And he goes back for his ten-year high school reunion. <laughs> that's so weird. And so that's kind of like the yeah, setup of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, you know, you disappeared from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm, what is it that mm-hmm. you do? Yeah, yeah. You know, Jeremy Piven's in it when him and Cusack were still like buddy buddy. Like anymore. It was just. It was. You know, it was that movie. Also, like Dan Aykroyd plays a like a guy in it too. It's like it's just it's a weird. But I remember that movie. That film, the the it totally yeah. did work. Like, yeah, you know. I, and that, well, that's what I'm saying. I remember yeah, like Alan Arkin is is brilliant as his psychiatrist in that movie. Like it's it's really like a funny, funny, but also it's a very specific type of humor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clearly, dark humor that not yeah. everyone gets, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are certain one-liners in that movie that just like kill me. And it was actually one of my favorite movies <laughs> um, in the '90s. I just yeah. thought it was like so, like it, it, it was just so out there and weird. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, for obvious reasons, the show reminds me of that a little bit. Mm. But I do agree with you that I think Barry as a character is not enough to hold the show together and if barry as a character i think were more compelling in one way or another but he just comes off kind of as dim-witted yeah and that's frustrating a little bit and that's a problem with a lot of comedy is that it's easier to write that character and be funny in kind of that that type of way but it's 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 harder to make a smart person funny in many ways. No, I, 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 I definitely agree with you on that yeah. one. I, I mean, the, the, I think the scene, I think where the show really lost me is, is this scene where, um, he has to kill this, uh, cartel member somewhere. I, yeah. I, 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 and he has a sniper rifle, yeah. rifle pointed at him. Yeah. And he, and, but, but he gets delayed for, I won't get into that, but like yeah. he has to go kill him by hand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, he, the, the 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 guy keeps saying something in, in in Spanish, right? And and later on we find out what that is, and you know we're meant to kind of like take that. I mean, it's obviously a serious thing, and yeah. like I, I'm just like I don't. It's really hard for me to have that it, that scene. It's pretty see. dramatic, yeah. With all this other comedy stuff, and it just doesn't work okay. you know and I'm, i know they're trying to make it work but it just it, it doesn't add up for me and i once i like i don't know I kind of, it really lost me after that and i just every then i just started like hating all the characters so okay, <laughs> it's just, it's okay. like i just was like this is not a world i want to spend more time in and i don't sure. i don't you know like as much a high, there's really high stakes and there's like really low stakes and i don't know like it just they don't juggle them well enough for me to like to just stay on board, I don't, for lack of a better term. Fair so, enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I don't feel quite as um, strongly about the show not working. I do agree, though, that it doesn't 
totally work mm. currently, but I think again, there's potential there for it to be uh, a more interesting show. And again, there are there's there are certain parts, and again, for me, it's specifically a lot of the stuff with the the acting class that mm. I don't know something about it just kind of it, it touches on a certain like you said, like insider culture mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like, if that interests you, yeah. you're going to love those scenes because they're yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's a totally different mentality. And, um, yeah. I'm, yeah. And you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably being a little harsh on the show, but I just, <laughs> I just, you know, I, I think I expected more. And, uh, I, th- I, I guess I got HBO, like with, with the half hour comedy, I, I feel like they haven't been delivering lately, at least not for me. And and I think. Well, were you into Veep at all? I feel like that was kind of like. Yeah, everyone loved star. Veep. I don't yeah. know. I I watched. Yeah. Maybe half the first season. I couldn't get okay. into it. I'm just not okay. into it. I don't know. Okay. I know a lot. Okay. A lot of people love. Yeah, that yeah, show. yeah. You I know? mean, because it always wins the. I know. You know yeah. The awards. Every, every year, Emmy. Julia Louis Dreyfus has won yeah. the best act actress for like a thousand times <laughs> yeah. at this point. So. Um, but you know that show. I mean, usually that was that was paired with Silicon Valley for a while. Okay. But yeah. I think, Maybe because of her illness and things yes, like that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I don't know if the show's done or what the what the. Situation well, they were going to do one there. more season, right? Yeah, um, but yeah. hopefully she gets back there. So yeah. anyway, yeah. so for now it's Barry. Yeah, clearly you're yeah. maybe not into no. the whole HBO com because I would say HBO comedies are decidedly different from other comedies. Like even when I think back to like shows like Arliss, if you remember oh, that gosh. show, like yeah, yeah, like you know their their comedies have never quite been i mean i love sex in the city i mean that but that's a very dated show now but but again i would say that that show was its own thing thing yeah i mean again when that show came out there was there wasn't really much like it out there that's true so that's true um maybe some of what they do works and what and you like sex in the city because it was in new york oh yeah probably if you was if it wasn't in new york I don't think you would have really liked that show. Yeah, there was a were lot. Were you of... really invested in those characters? I did like all those characters, and I did. I did so care you, about what happened. To were them. you a Carrie, a Samantha, Miranda, or a... <laughs> who were you? Um, probably, probably I was like a, I, I, I'm probably more like a Miranda, but I wanted to be. You're your Miranda. I wanted, I was probably more like a Miranda, <laughs> but I wanted to be Carrie. But anyway, that that's just that's just life. So <laughs> you're dealt what you're dealt. Um, all right. Well. <laughs> Clearly, we're we're not sure about Barry, and yeah. so we'd rather talk about Sex in the City. Um, <laughs> in any case, um, I think uh, that probably does it for this conversation. Yeah, I think that's a way to screech it it's, to an end. <laughs> it's, it's on it's on HBO. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're not. We're I'm not, not in really endorsing. It. We're it. not in love with it. But you know, whatever. I think the acting scenes might be enough. To, it's eight episodes. It's a short commit. If you want to take a look at, yeah. You know, but apparently, hour. there's there's more to come. So yeah, yeah. It's on HBO. If you subscribe to HBO or have some other way of getting HBO shows, then eh, maybe give it a shot. It's yeah. you know, every episode's only like what twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Yeah, twenty five minutes of your life you'll never get back. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so um, next week we are going to talk about um, another half hour comedy. This time on TBS. Yeah. And it's called The Last OG. Mm. It is the return of Tracy Morgan to yeah. episodic television. So I think a lot of people have been eagerly anticipating his yeah, full, a, full comeback. Talk about a guy who's gone through some tough times. Yeah, right. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking about that next week. So thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate, you know, if you're engaging with us on social media and, you know, if you're listening to us on iTunes, might as well just rate us, right? Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) All right. Take good care. See you next week.